millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What if you are needed during the three to five? But then you namaste. No, but then I think like what the... Namaste my ass at home. <laughs> Is it too much to ask to have a job and a life? This is your daily catch-up. My work is my life. Shoutouts to people watching from Spotify, listening from Spotify. Hi, Spotify. Hey guys, so this is the second episode of our collaboration with the National Youth Council for the Youth Action Challenge. So if you don't know what it is, it's a platform for youth and you guys didn't know, right? Youth are actually people between the ages of 15 to 35. So you guys are included. No way. Yes. We're not surprised why. We're the grandpa of youths. And it's for youth to basically come together uh, to form teams and to also provide solutions for issues that we're currently facing in Singapore. Good, uh, actually. Yeah. I feel like that's damn solid. Yeah, young people are doing good proper things now. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you find them when they still have time, right? Before they and are energy. boggled down with like family and career and like financial freedom and like CPF, yeah. you oh. you know, no, you which you need to think and plan, right? And at some point, there you make trade offs in life. But it's so nice that you catch them at this time where they're still thinking about oh this planet. Do, mm. do we want to have kids one day? You know, in. Season three to help them. <laughs> oh. uh, season three really, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really, really, and also like it's when they're still they they're still excited about certain causes. Like yeah. we've always seen that like a lot of activism always comes from young people. The only thing that's holding them back is money, and so this thing provides them with the money. There's grants of up to fifty thousand dollars, right, mm. to help turn these ideas into reality, lah. So I think it's pretty good. And so for today, we're going to talk about jobs and mentorships. Anyway, so on the topic of jobs, right? I think something that we've kind of talked about in a previous episode, four-day work week, and also like when certain bosses weren't very nice to their employees, <laughs> we kind of talked about work-life balance. Mm. But apparently there's this new movement that's coming up that is apparently saying that work-life balance is outdated. Huh, we just got this, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we barely got this. We're trying so hard to read work life balance. They're saying, hey, no, never mind outdated already. Let's try for work life harmony. Do you guys know the difference? Work life harmony. Well, oh, it feels like capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> it's rich people trying to make you feel like you should work all day. So, work life balance, right? I don't want to butcher this, so I'm going to read this on my computer. Work life balance it refers to how people manage their time. That they dedicate to work and then the time that they dedicate for other activities. So it's really about how you say this nine to six is about work and then I'm gonna turn off and then now this is about like life, right? Whereas work life harmony is how you incorporate work into your life and how your work goals and your life goals are not separate. How can you achieve them together? Right. right, and so again, I'm probably butchering it, so I'm going to read this out properly. Work life harmony involves incorporating work into the rest of life in a way that promotes happiness at both home and in the office. Also, Tafab has a pretty interesting um, definition for this. So, if you guys don't know what Tafab is, not our sponsors for today, but they are the Tripartite <laughs> Alliance for Fair and um, Progressive Employer Practices. Anyway, so they, they say that work life harmony refers to a state in which the individual is able to achieve both professional and personal goals. It views work and life as interdependent elements that are increasingly intertwined. 
given the changing demographics and increased pressures from work and family responsibilities. So isn't it us though? Do you feel like we are at We skip past work-life balance and yeah, get to work-life harmony. We never have work-life balance. <laughs> it, it was our compromise because we couldn't achieve work-life balance. Is Maybe, it? Uh, is it not? Uh, like, do you all have very clearly defined like personal goals and like uh, and work, work goals? goals? Oh, no. now that I think about it, no. Yeah. Hit it right deep. But I feel like this is a, this was this concept feels like it came up out of working from home where yeah. like your work and life starts being more meshed, right? Yeah. No way. I think it's the idea that so many jobs are no longer they no longer require you to be in a specific sp- physical space. Yeah. So that means that you have more freedom to navigate and and control when you want to work, how you want to work. Yeah. I I think it's like for example your parent, right? And so then if your kids are staying home because they're also learning from home, and then you're spending time with them or you're helping them with homework, right? Does that start exactly at 7pm because you finish work or because there's like flexible work arrangements, you're on a task-based work, you start work at 10 and then to 11 and then maybe your child needs homework help so then you help him at 11.30 to 12. Yeah. You know, so that yeah. it, it's kind of intertwined in that sense. But then so would that mean that actually work is like 9 to 9 but then between that is on time on target, you can do your own stuff or so? No, so, so, so I don't longer. think it's a 9 to 9. So basically work is the amount of things you need to accomplish mm. in the day. Yeah. 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 So work becomes tasks But whatever else you need time. to do, go and do. Yeah. That's a, that's a how I perceive it also. Eh? Which in many yeah. companies, usually this is a benefit given to like senior employees. Yeah. That, you know, they can just at three o'clock say, I'm going for yoga class. At four o'clock, they say, I'm going to pick up my, my kid. But when, if the culture is right, no one's going to question, how come I can go yoga class in the middle of a work day? Yeah. Because yeah. we know this world is on top of shit. Mm. Yeah. But does it mean then that if, if, if you're going for yoga from 3 to 5, then you're kind of ending work. Or 3 to 4. Lah, uh-huh. But then it also means that your, your night time, you are prepared to work because your life I guess and your so. work is also I, like I, I don't think so. Eh. I think it's more of like how you manage your own time in a very different sense. Eh. So, so if say I'm, I'm somebody who's a morning worker, right? Mm. So every morning, if I can clear everything that I need to do by say 1pm, then the rest of the day, I can technically rest. do my own shit. Or is it, or am I not productive enough? Or since I'm that productive, should I be doing more? Oh, no, that doesn't make sense. That's a stupid argument. Or can you be helping your team who is like... That is true. Yeah, I that think the biggest problem that comes with this, right, is that if other people are are bound by the 9 to 6 kind of like working hours, then say you skip out from like 3 to 5, right, to do mm. those things. What if you are needed during the 3 to 5? Yeah. But then you namaste, you know. <laughs> no, but then I think like what the... Namaste my ass at home. <laughs> That's your funniest joke of the years, yeah. No, that's why I ripped off something. That's damn offensive, eh. Yeah, because that was a bad joke. (laughs) (laughs) It's not my joke, I ripped it, yeah. Okay, so maybe to give us a bit more clarity, right? So the article, um, so this is the article, and we can link it down below, but um, they basically were trying to define the differences, right? Mm. So they say, how do you find work-life balance and how do you find work-life harmony? So to find work-life balance, you need to create uh, a dedicated workspace. So if you create a dedicated workspace to study and work, um, and this is especially relevant if you're in a home office, right? Yeah. Then that keeps you like mentally, like you are able to mentally separate like work and mm, and, yeah. and personal time. Also establish a routine. And so again, that also like, if everything is time-based, you can then separate both work and life. La. And then also to communicate, to be able to tell your supervisors that like, dude, I need a bit of like more balance. La. I don't feel like I'm like achieving life, mm. um, et cetera. But how do you find work-life harmony so when you, when you want to find work-life harmony, especially if you're integrating work into your personal life, you have to be present. 
<laughs> I know it's them it's them very very you can elaborate so they elaborate? when you're working right make sure that you are fully engaged with your tasks and your activities so that you can put your work responsibilities wow that was a tough word to say yeah okay but we are quite close right we're quite close so so is it when you're fully engaged in work then you can put uh, your responsibilities out of your mind when you're off the clock yeah so yeah yeah be even more present so it's quite fluffy but it's quite quite important no, but don't you feel you're somewhat there I don't think a lot of people are like that. Yeah. I think you have so much going on, right? That it's it's a mess. Like the moment you clock out at six, you need to go and pick up your kids. Then you need to go and do the go grocery shopping. You need yeah. to prepare dinner. Then, yeah. then you need to think about what you need to do tomorrow or somebody screw up at home. Another child is missing. Or yeah. whatever, you know? <laughs> like it's over the place. Then where's your husband drinking? <laughs> wow. It's <laughs> a big problem. So yeah. You don't know what your parents are. But you don't know what's going to happen. My dad's yeah. friend called you. Hey, we supposed to meet for dinner today. You know? Then you're everywhere already. Wow, that's my life, yeah. <laughs> no wonder you feel like you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think I think the other problem also is that if you are you're you're experiencing life and you're together with your partner, for example, or you're out with your family and you're still constantly thinking about work, then you're also not being present in your life. Mm. So then you constantly feel like as though you're not having enough family time, even though you're spending time with them. Yeah, it's so true. Be it's present true. at both. So I, I I actually did struggle with this. I wanted to see whether we could achieve a system like this. This is your set task for the day, and then if you are done go enjoy a day. Then I would think, okay, if I manage to make my company like that, right, then it'd be quite an attractive place for people to want to work at, ma. But yeah, at the same time, it feels like if you try and get all the principles of this, right, then he's absolutely right. If you finish everything by the first half of the day, does it mean the second half of the day you can lobo? But I feel like- That's lobo. Yeah, I was wondering. Uh, sorry, like do nothing lah. Uh, uh. Yeah, just, he can just chill. Or if you were in the office, you would think of how to do what you did a bit better, maybe an enhanced version of it, or maybe you can help your colleagues. But then you cannot put it on a set of daily tasks. So it's always been a very... Yeah. And then it's very weird to be on standby mode. Because on standby mode, you cannot commit to something that mm. you would otherwise be able to, lah, if that is clearly defined for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So once again, I feel like, I mean, from employer point of view, right, it feels like something that's really reserved for people whereby you understand their accountability to things you know that if the sky falls on their project, they will hold it up. Mm. Yeah. And they won't tell you, hey, I cannot make it. Yeah. So, so it's all about trust. Really, which I honestly, to me as an employee, it takes time to get there. Mm. Because if we get a 20-year-old or 21-year-old that just came out from school and they don't have that kind of level of accountability, right? They are going yeah. to abuse it. They're going to turn it around and say, but I finished my work already, what? Mm. And then you look at it and then it's true. But then the work sucks. Or the work has been of similar quality for the last half a year. Yeah. Mm. Then spend time to innovate law to see how you can do better, right? Yep, yep. So then this whole system falls back on self-discipline and self-motivation, is it? Which will you say not everybody has? Yeah, very strongly. Yeah, yeah which is <laughs> I think one of the problems. So because I feel like as an employer, everybody wants their employee to be happy. Damn. You need to figure out from the employee, from the employee's point of view, how can they be present and how can they check out in a sense so that yeah. they can be present with outside their of life. Yeah, mm. yeah, with their lives. And yet at the same time, we must foster some level of accountability, mm. especially if this is something that we want to like do for the future, right? It has to be something that we can plug into the system. Yep. And then on top of that, let's say if we do completely flexible working hours, which we somewhat practice now, but it's still within a range, right? You'll come, come at 10, then you'll just leave at seven, you'll come at, if you need to leave earlier today, then you'll come at eight, la, or you'll mm. start work at eight, right? But if let's say you want to play the night hour card on me and then you only <laughs> want to work between like, 11 to 6 a.m. right? No, oh, then I'm very tough, you know what I mean? I'd be like, I can never ever contact you because I'm not night owl. Yep. Yeah, yeah, or we can ever we can never do a a team meeting or a team project. Then that another problem again. I had to learn it. Eh. Like I mean I, I think I said this before in some other show, right? That I had to learn to to 
stop work at six. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, Jack, yeah, yeah. Jackie taught me this. So How do you learn? He said, make plans. Ah. Then like, huh? Can make plans, man? Like, yeah. Because I I started in an environment where like it's, it's very startup driven, right? And so everybody's like, chong, we do until we die kind of shit, right? Then to the next step was my own business already, which perpetuated that if this thing dies on me. Mm. Yeah. So then like, he had plans at seven, he had plans at six, or he would just ask me, you want to go and get drinks after this? They're like, ah! Such luxury. Ah, so foreign to me. Eh. Yeah. Like, okay, okay, okay. Actually, one thing that really surprised me when I first started here was that like when we when we back when we were working in office, right, at like six plus before six thirty, then John would stand up and say, Hey, go home. Ah. Then I'll be so confused. You never had that before. Yeah, I never had that. So yeah, that was very that's Jackie. That was very amazing to me. Yeah. <laughs> Which like I wonder whether like I wonder whether that bled over from like the previous internships that I had, right? Then like this is what I learned startup culture to be mm. from that internship and then after that. I'm just like that, law. I think it's also came as a result that when I started doing that, right, I started being more energetic the next day. Ah. I started enjoying work a bit more. Cause like, if not, if you don't do that, what I find is that you just look at Monday, Friday as what do you have this week? I have work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But when you start doing that, right, people ask you what do you have this week, right? Then you start saying Tuesday I'm meeting my primary school friends, Thursday I'm doing this one. You know what I mean? Then that's what you're doing this week because we know you need to work Don't, it, that, then doesn't that just feel like you prioritise career goals only and then because of that it, it, it kind of like overshadowed your personal goals whereas now when you when you, when you you created this space for yourself right suddenly you are able to plan out your personal goals a bit more which is like maintaining friendships and this kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. but I feel that's like this cool. work life harmony thing gets easier as like I mean as the years pass now because I think more and more people are interested in pursuing passion and then so that becomes a lot more in line with life Mm. versus if I'm just work as means to get money right then you have a very mm. poor relationship with your work yeah though. correct mm. so or, I think or the fact that like, I feel like it's a lot easier for content creators because they are monetizing off the happenings of yeah, their life exactly, yeah exactly yeah but not so not so much for accountants for example we should be present but maybe their passion is really counting numbers eh? yeah sure or as like, in it's just not their life it's someone else's numbers altogether you see then you have to be it's so hard to merge that with your life, you know what I'm saying? But so yeah, because I was actually thinking about that. Like my initial idea for finding this like work-life harmony is that you try and do something that you enjoy and then you monetize it, lah, mm. right? Through content creation or whatever. But then what about the people who have the boring jobs, right? But No, but then I thought about it, like, what if the jobs are can be very measured in that sense? That means like if I clock in this number of hours. Yeah. I confirm can finish one. Right? It's mm. tasks and results based. La. Yeah. Mm. Then but what if you're an air traffic controller, then how do you work life harmony? <laughs> you dance. You can, you can pick up your kids. <laughs> <laughs> you dance. You pick up your kids. <laughs> no, but if they're unique enough in that sense, then go and do it in a country that you like. Oh. Mm. Go uh. and do it in a country that you want to stay in so you can enjoy the 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 weather. But I guess the point <laughs> also is, I guess two things. Like, one is that if you're already working and you've already been in the job market for a while, also like you've already been working for a while, it's never too late to kind of make changes in your life mm. if, you, if you need to. And then if you're still young, if you haven't started working yet, these are certain things to like take note of. Like, take it from us that have been working for a while. Really think about what you want to end up doing and rather than just doing it for the money, I guess. So um, Charlotte, you're watching this. Which you say you watch, okay? Hope Come on the show. Oh, you will. Um, so <laughs> Charlotte from Utel666. Oh, not that Charlotte. I have no idea who you are. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I say hope you will. Oh, I'm talking about the Garnish. Huh? Charlotte. So, so Charlotte from Utel666, <laughs> right? You know that you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. And then they, she, smash. she and uh, Michelle and I think another friend, they all started an agency together. Did relatively well, I think. Um, and then one day she decided that she wants to be a pet groomer. Bam! She go and learn, then she go and groom pet. 
And Ooh. she is like pet, not your pet. Yeah, not my pet. <laughs> okay. And then now she's just like at the top of my IG stories. Like I look at her life and like, oh my god, at which point can I do this as well? Like at which point can I drop everything and just go and do that? But don't you think right that like if you want to do a job switch, it's a lot easier if you know someone in that industry, right? That can kind of help you along. Yeah. Like you already have someone saying if like pet groomer, right? Then you just go attached to like Charlotte or whoever. Then yeah. she can bring you along. Then it's a lot easier. Like it's a great peace of mind because I'm not starting from zero. Yeah. And you got that like little ally. And to really learn about it first, like if you can intern, I guess. Or So I always believe in mentorships and reading books, right? Because I always feel like. Huh, you reading d- books. <laughs> you you can't, you only have this one lifetime to lead. And then you're only going to be like this age, this one time. Mm. Yeah, and what books are and what mentors are, right, is the ability for you to live another person's lifetime yeah, yeah, and extract yeah. the best things from their lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, and to decide whether it's something you want to do or not. Reading a book is like a software upgrade. Someone said that on Twitter. Right. <laughs> stupid. Stupid <laughs> things no, to say. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say more too enthusiastically. Yeah, 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 yeah reading book is like a software upgrade for the brain. <laughs> stupid. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so speaking of speaking of mentors and, and, and internships, right, that was the actually the other aspect of the of the issue that like the youth action challenge actually like posed to us. And so it's quite interesting to talk about like do you actually have personal mentors in your life? I think my earliest mentors were like my peers. Oh. Eh. Like it's just like wherever how how you never When you did your first internship, eh? I immediately put myself in an environment where I know I can learn from everybody around me. Right. Yeah. It was it was actually quite similar here as well. So so that's quite an interesting thing. So like I think just the other day I was watching this video by Simon Sinek. You guys hey, you really like him. Okay, I, really like him. I, I, I don't know why I judge him. I also. don't know this guy. He's the last he's book that millennials. I <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Basically. Yeah, la, basically he's this like motivational speaker slash thought life leader coach, life slash coach. life coach. Uh he started a book called like Find Your Why and start everything with why la. I'm rolling my eyes, but I actually believe in it. So I don't know why I'm so yeah. like insecure about the whole thing, right? So he he actually said this Stoobies, about, about yeah. <laughs> just now we shoot down his quote yeah he, Besides, he, he actually said this about um, mentors which mentors which mentors he actually said this about <laughs> dementors eh Harry Potter coming out um, he actually said this about mentors which is that you don't actually go out and ask somebody to be your mentor like his his mentor that he he attributes a lot of his achievements to right was just someone who he had a question this guy was in the field 20 years longer than he did and then he just had a question to ask and the other guy picked up his phone. He had another question, the guy picked up the phone. Then he asked him to go for lunch and he said yes. And so his mentor became someone who just kept saying yes to him. Mm, mm. And and he could kept- uh, But keep it's different people along the way. To him, it was this one guy. Uh, and there were other mentors in his life. But what, what struck him the most right, was that after many, many years, after 10 years, he told the guy, I'm so glad that you're my mentor. And then something unexpected happened. The other guy said, and I'm so glad that you're mine. Because yeah. a mentorship is yeah. something that you what don't realize. Bro moment. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit lame, lah. But I think what was very interesting and also very genuine was that, like he said, that <laughs> mentors are, are people that actually learn from each other. Because even though someone is older and more experienced, it's there true. is no value for them to spend so much time with you unless they're yep. actually learning from you. So it's true. Yeah. So I thought. Oh, uh, I, I don't know if I can completely agree with that part, though. Mm. I think like there are people that you can just naturally look up to and they and they feel like they want to take care of you and guide you along your way. Lo. Yeah, but I guess it's also selfish. So I guess they get the satisfaction of seeing your achievement and attribute some of that to like themselves. Or they are honing oh. their teaching style. They're trying to see how you think and then they try and see whether they can help. Yeah. Like, I, tweak that. Yeah. Hmm. Like I had this I have this friend, right, who's like he I can't remember what he was studying, but it's totally not related to 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 design. But he was very interested in learning design. So during NS, he go and 
learn on his own, go and take courses and whatever, right? Once he graduated, right, he actually go and get a job as a like a waiter or something at one of the events that the design world was have, having, right? Mm. Then he really put himself there, go and try to look at like and, and, and meet and talk to talk to the people. I mean, wow. a, bit, a bit screwed up, but he really hustled like mad. And then I think after like several of these events or whatever, like, he finally managed to to kind of like um, get in touch with, with one of them who was able, willing to actually sit down with him for dinner, mm. look through everything that he has done so far wow. and give him advice. Yeah. yeah, like from nowhere. But wow. you make your own luck. La. Yeah, and but he hustled sense. like mad. Then now he's he like he win like awards and shit oh, for wow. design as an art director. Wow, goosebumps. Yeah. Shit. Damn cool. impressive. Like yeah. Just to see him. But what an unprofessional that, that waiter bro. though. Yeah, that's it. He was talking about the name cut bow. That you yeah. know you yeah, that when you you go to the event and you draw it, yeah. <laughs> you go and fish. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! Yeah, yeah. So I mean, going back to the video that I watched, right? I'm sorry, I really like the guy. But he said another thing that was quite interesting <laughs> in the exact same two minute video, which was that to him whenever he went for interviews, right? The number one thing that he always said was that when they asked him what are you looking for in a job, he always said. I'm just looking for a mentor. I'm just looking for someone to learn from. And so he didn't care how much he was being paid. He didn't need to be paid at all. He was just trying to like learn as much as possible. Uh, which kind of goes back to an article that I saw, which was about unpaid internships. And I was surprised that these things still exist. Cause like I think- Wait, in Singapore? Yeah. Huh? Unpaid okay. one? Uh? Unpaid internships. Damn. We have applicants for unpaid internships though. Huh. We just in DM pay lah. Yeah. Uh. Mm. And like, it's still a thing and at first I realized like at first I was like, oh no, these companies are taking advantage of like students, right? Yeah. But as I was reading further, actually a lot of them actually don't mind if they see that they can learn a lot from that particular role. But I don't know what you guys think about the the idea I of I feel like if I were like nineteen, right? Then an the unpaid internship sounds completely fine to me because I'm still like trying to look for what I want to do in life. Mm. Because you are spending your company resources and your time to groom me. Right? Hey, we groom mm. is such a horrible word. No, but it's just a word that like for some reason wow, it just gets wrongly associated. To grow my technical skills too, so that I can help the company. <laughs> that sounds like a euphemism <laughs> still. <laughs> so then like to me that sounds like quite a fair exchange especially if I don't know whether I even want to continue in this company or in this space in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like as I grow up, maybe as I after I graduate, right, then unpaid sounds a bit off because I need to start like paying for my own insurance, paying for my own, mm. like I don't take allowance anymore. Yeah. Then that sounds a bit more unrealistic. Yeah, so I think it's like, who is creating the opportunity and what is it for, right? Mm. Yeah. So if the company is creating unpaid internships just for manpower and whatever, right, I think they're not, not very nice lah, yeah. like in today's day and age mm. especially. But if it's the other way around, where you can, look at a company that you really want to work at and then if they don't have any openings or whatever, you say, I will work for you for free. Mm. Not even, I mean, sure, internship or whatever, but creating and carving out the opportunity and space for yourself to go and grow and learn from those people and their organization, I think that one makes sense to be unpaid. Yeah. Plus, mm. I think it depends on your circumstance, right? If you are, if you need a job and you need to get paid for it because you need the money, right? Then, I mean, don't do that. Like, I mean, you can, you have other priorities, but I think if you're in a position where, look, I'm not learning enough from school, I'm not getting enough real world experience, I just want to go out there and learn from something and it just so happened that the opportunity that I have is an unpaid internship, then then maybe that's the that's yeah. the best thing to do. La, yeah. yeah. I wonder what a like a live mentor would look like though. Because like a lot of the stuff that we talk about is like at work. So you are teaching very technical things, right? But then like mm. are there such things as like mentors in, in life in general? Like mean people that are like slightly older and they give you tips on how to navigate certain things. Or is that just a friend? No, that's what Simon Sinek said. Mentorship <laughs> is really just oh friendship. Oh my god, you all rehearsed this. This is a fucking <laughs> trap. I, really, I can't believe I pay attention to this. <laughs> you like read book, right? He got a lot of books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can pass it to you. He has yeah, three books. I read it. Okay. 
<laughs> wow, they're just friends. Uh. I guess so. I guess so. Like friends are your mentors. What a wholesome mm. episode. I think Jackie also introduced me to this thing, right? Yeah, I keep saying Jackie. Jackie's like a Business mentor partner. to you. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess. Because in the past, I always feel like everything is value exchange. It comes from insecurity of I don't waste your time. Mm. Yeah, right? um, so I must provide you something of value. But then when Jackie wants to network, right? He just... Like he's a guy that can network one. Yeah. Yeah, you see him, he's very shy. He feels like he's a man of very, very little words. He always say, hey, John, can you say it? John, can you do it, right? But... But when he's alone, right, and he is forced to do it, right, like when he's no choice, no one to rely on, right, that guy will network the whole place. For me, I will find one friend. Hmm. You know, if you drop me in a networking event, I'll find that one person I clearly I'm going to spend my whole night with that person. Yeah. yeah but Wait, what? The whole night? The whole night. And the morning. <laughs> Not everything's about sex. And then, um, but Jackie won't. It's Jackie would navigate. Jackie, Jackie would navigate that room. And so for him, right, he would just like, if he wants to know something from someone, right? For example, um, if someone is like, let's say we plan to launch our own NFT and someone already launched an NFT, right? He would just say, hey, I want to launch an NFT or so. Came with me and talk about it. Then I'm like, how was the value proposition for the guy to teach you the tricks of the trade? But people do. Because don't assume that you have nothing that they want. Or are we assuming that people are selfish? Also, perhaps. No, but no, but it's really- Everybody's <laughs> selfish. It's really surprising because like there's, there's this podcast that Jackie and I do with like uh, the Change Debate podcast, right? And almost every question I ask him, right, he will always answer with, actually, I was asking someone the other day and they're mm. all different people. Right, mm. right, right. And so he's always just so like, addicted to ask like to, to knowledge accumulation so he's the introvert but he's the social butterfly he really is he really is he really is yeah so I think like like I, I'm, I'm similar to John like I, I remember the first networking event that I ever went to right my boss followed me and this was like my boss from Cash Club uh, from my previous company like. it's, not, it's not me he's copying on me no no no, no it's, not it's, not it's not him <laughs> like, we both were from the same company we had the same boss and so then I was just like standing around right and then I was just like oh, okay so I was just talking to this one guy and then he looked at me for after half an hour he's like you only spoke to one guy okay tonight right I need you to speak to five guys and make sure that you I mean guys or girls like, and <laughs> make sure you leave with five business cards yeah. and I went oh shit I hate this hated it but it ended up being a great experience. Uh. Yeah, there's a pro tip to that. So, I mean, having done this, years late obviously I didn't just talk to one person <laughs> six and, years ago and try and build a company, right? So I asked them, who are who you here with? Right? Then they they usually would know someone else and no one wants to say, oh no, I'm just here alone. Like nobody really say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even if they came alone, right, they would tell you who they know. Then mm. you ask for an introduction then. That's how you brunch. Then they stress because they actually don't know that person. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then like, oh, Elon, Elon. <laughs> Then what do you do if you hit the wall though? No, never mind. <laughs> Waldo! No one will get this, yeah. But in terms of in terms of, of mentors, I feel like I have I have work mentors, I have life mentors, but they they're not necessarily people that I speak to a lot. I think it's just I I emulate my life beyond maybe the idols like in that sense. Or like inspiration. Wait, so your mentor does not need to be someone that you know? I guess to so an extent it should be. And so that you know you know how they achieve those things, lah. And then I've accumulated the know-how, not by literally saying, how do you achieve this? But because I've known them and we've like, I've seen how they've done it. Mm. So like- Role models are more. Yeah. So I actually have role models for work-life balance. Like, I, I, I know a couple of people- Who, who is just, the gold standard of work-life balance? I think like, I told you guys initially, like I think before this, I was always working till like 9, 10 PM and like just completely like uh-huh. cannot shut off, right? And I think seeing one of my, my, my role model friends just completely put- dedicate work until oh, like that guy. and then okay, just okay. completely like like check out I think that was really uh, eye-opening to me to realise that okay if I can live life to the fullest then I can also work work to the fullest <laughs> in that yeah. sense yeah and so we've come full circle ah thank you very to much for watching <laughs> damn 
Interesting, interesting. I think the, the one business mentor I have was my ex-boss, Eltia. Yeah. Like, I saw how ruthless... There, there's an eye-opening moment as you, like... You, I mean, you don't have to run your own company, like, like, as you run, like, manage a company, right? There's an eye-opening moment where you realise how ruthless everything is in business. Yeah, and someone must trust you enough to show that to you. If not, it's going to take years of failure for you to figure that out. LT also was a mentor for me and I remember being really excited whenever I got to have a car ride with her because I knew that I was, I was going to extract like some form of nugget right. of wisdom. Not, 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 not in the sense that, oh, I want to have a car ride with you so I can extract value, but I knew like, okay, 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 we're going to have a good conversation. And I've always, almost all the time, learned something new mm. from a conversation with her. I think, I, I mean, realizing now also, I realized that almost every internship that I've had, um, being able to speak to the CEO of that. So I've worked, I remember working in both startups and MNCs. I've always had the opportunity to speak to the CEOs there and they've always gave me a nugget of wisdom. Um, and the one that I've taken away with me from like almost my very first internship was from the CEO that just said, always, always pick your battles. And it's something that I've like lived by till, till today. Oh, I learned that about marriage. <laughs> there you go. How, how does one find a mentor though? Because YouTube. like... YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> what now? Okay, good talk, guys. <laughs> no, like, no, 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 yeah. You're, to answer your question, right? Like, because yeah. I think I have a slightly different approach. So mine is I, I look on online. Like, because I'm Googling Creeper. all my problems. I'm Googling what I want to know about, what I don't learn about, right? Googling all my and problems. Then, and then I'll come across like videos and whatnot of... of from certain YouTube channels or certain YouTubers that just really like, I feel like I can align with them well. And, uh, yeah. Then... Either you have I one want example. To, either I want to work with them. Uh, Jonathan Chua. <laughs> no, <laughs> like for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. No, like JK News, very similar, especially right. at the at the, at, the, at the height of it la. Like yeah. even this whole format is basically that, right? right? Hey, yeah. You don't you don't ask like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is. People have called us the Singapore yeah, yeah. version. It's true, of that. It's true. Yeah, yeah. And we are very proud of that. Yeah. So like, I, it's gotten oh. to the point where now I'm in the disc, the the private Discord group of one of the the members, and we talk to each other about. Oh, wow. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, Damn, son. Look at you. Never yeah. invite. So then it's like it's about like <laughs> learning. I just I just find ways to bridge and slowly move towards that law. Mm. Um, not that it's an end goal for me, but I learn a lot from their life, from the people that they know and the stories that they tell. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like I mean hearing you hearing from you, I feel like you're someone who's always seeking out to learn from people, right? I think that's something that you've also mentioned like on the side. Ah. Would you be prepared to be ment- a mentor to other people? And like how would you approach that differently or like similar to your mentors. I wonder if mentors realize that they are mentors. Like, I don't think they do. I feel like it's just a, uh, this person happens to come to me for questions and yeah. with questions and then I just answer. Hey, similar to Simon mm-hmm. Sinek. Oh, is it? Is it? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, eh. I don't, th- I don't think so. I feel like, like, would you be weird if someone came up to you and said, will you be my mentor? I had that though. Sounds like it's like for pro- what? Mentor for what? Okay. Like if it's shit that I feel like I got got like locked down already, right? Then maybe I can like give you a bit of advice here and there, but don't look look up to me ish. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like if you go out and ask someone that like there's a lot of commitment to suddenly just say, oh okay. And then suddenly I'm like now your second father or like you know it's like <laughs> hey this is a lot of commitment. But I guess if you're just a friend, just say hey you want me for coffee, hey you want go, go for lunch, and then you're constantly learning from that. I, I had a couple of friends that that asked that of me. Um. <laughs> No, 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 I don't mean oh, it's like, but like, so, but, but what changed about the relationship with that was, you know, like how like as your friend, for example, I see that you are happy with your wife, then oh, with your fiance, then I'm happy for you, right? Mm. I see that your business fail, let's say, then I would, I would help, help you focus on like the happier things in life, for example, as a mm. friend, mm. yeah. But the difference, what changed in a friendship is that I also then observe at their business and I ask them how's business. Right. Because I know they want their business to succeed, not just them for themselves to be ha- happy ultimately. 
Yeah. So then when you ask like that, for me then yeah, I usually open up one kind of worms of conversations like, like of them. Which I learned from also. It's very interesting. So I think asking that if if it's, if you know you wouldn't beat out the other fella is is very interesting because you you get a special different kind of relationship, mm. like a special kind of attention on what you want that person to look at. Mm. Mm. I think it's interesting because like how based on what everyone has been saying now it feels like you have a very specific person in mind or you kind of like know who to approach in certain spaces and then that's how you gain some form of mentorship in whatever you're trying to achieve lah. but then for my like in my personal case right like when I left my previous company in search for um, a so-called a mentor right I didn't really know what I was looking for I just knew that like I was I felt like I was growing too slowly by myself or like in, in a sense at my own pace because I didn't I felt like I don't know what I don't know. Mm. Right. So there are a lot of this so who can help me with that. Mm. So then that was kind of something that I was in search of. Right. Which then like which then when I when I got in contact with John Paul, then I thought, okay, he's someone that has a lot of like technical knowledge and all that, right? And then that's something that I wanted to pursue also. Mm. And then I came here and then it felt like I got many different mentors because like John talks about like the business side of things, right? Then you talk about like how to handle clients, for example. So then you gain the the breadth of that. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. So I think, but then after that coming here, then I've gained mentorship in many different aspects. So I feel like it's interesting because if there are people that are looking for more personalized experiences, right, then I can now help to like recommend like what are specific areas that mm. people can help with, like to my peers lah. Mm. So yeah. that my peers who are looking for mentors or who are looking for someone that they can guide them along in their journey, then I'm now able to recommend that also. So I feel like that's how like, that's how you find mentors. Yeah. Like you ask your friend, right? Your friend who knows someone right. that can connect you. Then now I'm connected. And then next time when someone asks me that I can connect them. So it's like a chain. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Funny that you say that because actually, right, as part of the solutions uh, that's being pitched for the youth action challenge, uh, one of them, one of the teams is actually trying to bring personalized mentorship opportunities to like, to like youth. <laughs> we think we're them smart. They do it. Yeah. They try it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good job. How you make it? Hey guys, so the Youth Action Challenge, if you don't know already, has been going on for several seasons and this is the third one where passionate youths are coming together to solve societal issues such as the topic that we talked about today which is jobs and mentoring. And so you can get involved by heading to the website and sharing some feedback and you might just win some attractive prizes such as a secret lab chair, a Kindle and AirPods. Okay, so head to the website, there's links in the description description box down below uh, and we'll see you in the next one. Also, like this video, sub and hit the notification button. Bye bye. Notification. Notification button. Bye bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.